is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Well, it's time for True Real Estate 911 and is Brian Mudd with your local real estate pro, Lisa True. And we have so much important information to tell you about today. And we talk about a lot of the information you need to know, but also a lot of the mistakes that are made and the ones that you want to ensure that you never make. Because when you're talking about real estate, a couple of things. One, when mistakes happen, they're bigger, right? Because for most folks, those are the biggest transactions that happen in your life. So if you make a mistake, and let's say you pay a little too much, for a car. Well, that's unfortunate, but it's a car. Let's say you pay a little too much for a house. Holy cow, it's a house. And a little means a lot. And that's not even talking about whether you're missing out on properties, if you're looking to buy because of mistakes that real estate agents are making, or if you're looking to sell and your life is on hold because you're not getting the outcome you're looking for on top of the financial consideration. So all these things we're gonna talk about as we go through today's show. And uh, before we get started, if you're not already there, the best local resource you're going to find for real estate information is truerealestate911.com. That is truerealestate911.com. Go there, it'll be uh, very clear very quickly why that's the case. All kinds of educational information, videos that the truths make available to you, the latest information, all of the archive of these shows as well. And you also have the ability to search the MLS in real time, like a real estate pro, without having to be one, without having to pay for it. Trues do that, so you get a benefit from it. So go check it out, all at truerealestate911.com. And if you are interested in having a conversation, buying, selling, just have questions, Trues, resource for you seven days a week at 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. All right, Lisa, so, you know, you were telling me that, uh, man, oh, man, are you seeing some mistakes, especially that uh, some folks that are uh, potential buyers of your listings have been making recently. I was shaking my head. You know, it's almost uh, unbelievable, some of the stuff that we've been seeing. We've been having a crazy amount of buyers that are calling us that are represented by other agents in some form or fashion and they're calling us telling us their whole story and what they don't realize is we represent the seller in that case it's not that we represent the deal we represent our client sure and so anything they tell us not only can it will be used against them in negotiation sure and so if you have an agent, you should be letting that agent do their job. And if they're not doing their job, find somebody who will. Because you trying to do their job is not helpful to your situation at all. So let's talk about that a little bit. If you have people that have a buyer's agent that's theoretically representing them, and yet they're coming to you with all of the information, why is that? Are these buying agents just not doing their jobs? Are they not educating and or really even representing other than just saying, hey, sign this piece of paper to their clients? Well, I actually think most of them don't actually have a buyer's agent. I think they have a transaction broker. And the difference is that if you have not signed an agreement, if you have not done a consultation, then you do not have a buyer's agent. You have a transaction broker. So well, is it a big deal? Well, that means they represent the deal. They represent getting the terms negotiated in a way that is beneficial to getting a deal done versus negotiating to your benefit as the buyer or your benefit as the seller. 
Now, in one case, by law, we have to be a true group real estate, a transaction broker, and yet we really want to be a buyer's agent or a seller's agent. The only time we're a transaction broker by choice is if we have the listing and a buyer comes to us and buys our listing. However, we have simplified this process in a way where you still really have somebody on your side, where we have an agent working with the seller, an agent working with the buyer, and we're negotiating with two parties with two agents. And I feel that that is the best way to truly represent a client in the transaction. So if you've not signed something, you don't have a buyer's agent. You just don't. It's somebody representing the deal. And so that's the mistake number one. No question about it, uh, because especially on the buying side where you're talking about it, if it's the listing agent that's going to pay the fees, why wouldn't you want to have somebody to represent your best interest financially in the transaction? And this is where numbers start to add up very quickly. We talked about for some time, uh, not only for properties that you list, do you sell much faster than market average, but also a lot more money? Well, historically, it's been in the ballpark of 7 to 10%. Okay. Well, Let's think about that for a moment. The average property in Palm Beach County closing in on $350,000. Okay. Well, a 1%, 1% mistake is now $3,500. And that's huge. It's a lot of money. The average property. And obviously, it's going to scale to the value of the property. And so for a lot of these folks that are coming to you this way, I mean, those probably are one, two, three percent types of mistakes at a minimum, aren't they? They are. And when you're buying a property, you're not just talking about value and negotiating. That is important. You're also talking about, are you going to get the home you're falling Mm -hmm. in love with? And I think the number one mistake that agents make is they think that what buyers want is they want the best deal. Well, I think everybody wants the right deal, right? I don't think if you said to anybody who wants to overpay on a home, nobody raises <laughs> right. their hand. And however, when when you look at the studies, when you ask buyers what they want, the first thing they want is you to get them the house that they've fallen in love with. Yeah, the deal doesn't matter if it never gets closed, right? It is the number one thing that buyers want. And I think agents miss this time and time again. They get caught up in getting the best deal, being the hard-nosed negotiator, And yet the buyer didn't get the house and they're heartbroken. And so I think it's keeping that in mind. The other thing that I'm seeing a lot right now is agents are going out of town on vacation, which everybody deserves one, right? I mean, we all need vacations. And yet they're leaving their clients Mm. unattended (laughs) and unserviced. So they're calling us saying, can you show us this house? Now, they're not saying, can you show us this house and and represent us? Can you show us the house where our agent's out of town and they'll write the deal? Well, there's a couple things. Number one, the biggest danger if you're a buyer is anything you tell us when we don't represent you is actually something we have to take to our client. And some things that are very innocent and the questions that seem so innocent tell a story. And a great agent can learn a lot through questions if they don't represent you. That to me is just a, that could even be like a breach of contract thing. That would be a legal term and you'd have to be litigated if ever got to that point. But that's not upholding the responsibility. When you actually are in an active process with somebody and you go on vacation and you don't have a backup plan, 
you're violating your terms of the deal because there's nobody who puts in their contract and hey by the way i'm going to be gone for a couple weeks because i want to go somewhere i mean that's garbage sure. you know you certainly have a backup plan and uh, you know it's not like if we go on vacation hey we're going to go off the air here for uh, for right. a week or two i mean everybody who is responsible in whatever it is they do they have a plan for when they do go on vacation so i never even you brought that to my attention that's a new one to me, and there aren't many that are like, wow, really? Uh, but that almost needs to be part of the question, uh, the questioning process when you're interviewing agents, I guess. I think that anytime you hire anyone, whether it is a, a buyer's agent or a listing agent, you need to understand what their team looks like. People throw that word around. I have a team. Many times a team is one assistant. And yes, that technically is a team. However, that one assistant can't show property. They can't negotiate contracts if they're not licensed. There's a lot of things that can't be done. And so when we leave town, because uh, we also believe that we need a vacation, when we leave town, um, our clients don't ever feel it. Uh, there are licensed agents that are up and running and know exactly what's going on, and two of them are always trues. Um, only two trues go anywhere at one time. And so there's two other trues there that step in and make sure that all the clients are handled in a way that they deserve. Because I agree with you. I think our industry, if we were any other industry, there are a lot of things that would be considered breach of contract or, um, you know, cause us to be in default in a lot of ways. It's just a different level of standard of industry. And I wish they would increase those standards. And yet buyers and sellers can increase those standards and expectations. But you've got to ask more questions. There's a lot of assumptions that everybody, of course, has all these people and everybody's working together. Let me give you a little clue. And I've worked for all the big brands before we opened our own brokerage. Um, one of the things that people think is that if you hire a company, and I don't care who they are, that you're hiring all their agents. That's not true. You are hiring one listing agent or one buyer's agent, and that person is in charge of whether you get your success of what you're looking for or not. There's not a whole team. It's not football. It's not soccer, where everybody's working together in a traditional real estate agent. It's singles tennis that's what it is and when you understand that that it's a bunch of people working together for many businesses instead of one big business it's the reason we opened our brokerage in the format we did that didn't sit well with me it just doesn't i want to have standards i want to have minimum expectations as far as what we do for our clients the only way i could do that is if i hired based on a team-based approach. And it's consistency, whether I work with the client or someone else works with the client, the client is having a consistent level of an experience. We have talked about more agents coming back into the market as the real estate market recovered. I wouldn't imagine, I hope, we're not back to the absurdity of the you know, boom time levels to where anybody on as like a part-time job ended up trying to get their license and going out there and, and you know, brokering real estate. But uh, are there people uh, that are highly unqualified that are representing buyers and, and sellers at this point? Always. I mean, it's in any industry. In, in real estate, the average real estate agent sells four homes a year. That's the national statistic. If you do anything four times, you're probably not going to be an expert at it. Right. And the other thing is there's a lot of assumptions. You know, people, 
it's why we don't talk about stats a lot. And I know you do. And yet you don't hear me coming on and puffing, right? right? Because there's always, there's 14 number one agents. How can that be, <laughs> right? And honestly, I don't really care about, am I the number one agent? I care, am I the number one agent for results and right. for our Outcomes. clients, right? Yep. And so a lot of people assume everybody has those same um, benefits and those those same uh, success rates. I would challenge you before you hire anybody, go on Zillow, look at number of reviews, look at number of sales. Now, I don't give Zillow everything of mine because I don't necessarily think that they're our friend in the real estate industry. Right. I give them enough that I'm credible. Yes. Right? So all my listings go on there, but all my sales don't. But enough goes on there that people will look and see. If you look on there and an agent has three reviews, you should run. Absolutely run. Um, I mean, we have hundreds. It, it, you really should have uh, somebody that has a variety of experience in a variety of neighborhoods. And make sure that when you hire somebody, um, don't just say, hey, have you sold a lot of homes? And they say, yes. Um, say, great, give me some examples. If you if they're not on Zillow and you don't have the proven reviews and the proven sales, you need to validate just like you would if you were hiring. Honestly, my dad uh, has medical issues and when we, we vet his doctors. We want to know he's got the best of the best. If that's that important with your health, this is your part of your financial health. Vet the people that are going to be looking out for you. You know, it's so interesting that you mentioned that because you just had me thinking. We've talked a lot about how the real estate market has been evolving. And generally right now, it's just a little bit slower across the board, but especially sluggish on the luxury side. And I have seen marketing material after marketing material on a near daily basis come to us at our home and I'll take a look at uh, the way that they are positioning things. And I see any number of, of different uh, things that we've talked about play out over the course of time. The number one is the area expert. You've warned against this for a very long period of time and it's so important. Talk about the mistakes that can be made with the people that are kind of like the default area experts. Well, they care about selling something, not selling your property. They care about the just listed card. They care about, and that's an example, right? Yeah. They care about the just sold card, so they just want something to sell in the neighborhood. They also often don't have a, a proper perspective on value because they come in there and they're protecting the value versus reading the value and anticipating the changes. We just, um, you know, we, we earn business and we lose business for the exact same reason. We tell people the truth, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with losing the business if I told you the truth um, and you, you know, wanted to obviously do something different. We just um, saw that somebody we met with um, has a beautiful luxury home. They've overpriced it by probably about seventy-five dollars to $80,000. And this beautiful, stunning luxury home by the area expert has 13 pictures. Wow. 13. Now, the 13 are nice. Don't get me wrong. However... That tells me the agent doesn't understand the internet and algorithms. Or they just don't care enough about that particular, uh, you know, client to make the effort. Well, I think that they don't understand. I don't think that they have modernized to understand the impact of 13 pictures. So 13 used to be uh, what was allowed um, years ago. One of the things we're starting to do is we're starting to kind of show 
how marketing has trans real estate marketing has transitioned and then you can gauge the person you're interviewing where they are and which decade they're in. Yeah, well, and to your point, so one of the things that I do with regularity just to kind of see what's going on uh, because I'm always interested, uh, you know, just from either a voyeuristic or a number standpoint, uh, how real estate is, is doing, I'll take a look and, you know, we'll, we'll get those like mail outs that you're talking about. And uh, my wife, Ashley, will say, uh, didn't you tell me about that two or three months ago? Yeah, actually. And that often is what's going on is there in many cases, and that's that was the next thing I was going to mention, you, you pointed out the when you have an area expert and they have a bunch of listings, they have one buyer and five like properties. Why do they care about selling your home? They don't have any vested interest in doing so. Uh, you're competing against their other listings with the same agent. Uh, but the other is a lot of times they will game the market by making it look like something's going on when it really isn't. Uh, they might yeah. be saying, hey, just sold or hey, look at this. And it's not even what's really going on right now. Well, or even worse, and it's mis in my opinion, it's misrepresentation. Um, we were uh, looking at a, a local agent who was making some pretty strong claims website. And we looked at their sold page. And it looks like, wow, they're selling all these properties. It's a feed from the multiple listing. Wow. So it's everything on the MLS that was closing. Yeah. So Holy it looks like cow. they're selling a lot of properties. Oh, my gosh. But then when you go into, because we couldn't understand when we looked at the MLS, it said they had sold 13 properties in a year. And then we looked at their website and we're like, they don't go together. Well, if you look in very small print at the bottom, you see it. Wow. And yet if you're the typical consumer, you're going to go, oh, my gosh, look at all the properties they've sold. We're actually putting together on our new website, so excited about this, it's going to be launching in, in three or four weeks. Our new website, we're actually putting page after page after page of our souls with the information and it's all by neighborhood. Now it's going to probably take me a year or two to get this built out properly because <laughs> it's very labor intensive. And well, you're yet, never happy anyway. So. And, and yet when you... In a healthy way. Yes, exactly. And when people look, you know, they can go and look and say, has she ever done business in Jupiter Farms? They can look and go, wow, yes, property after property after property after property after property. That's pretty cool, yeah. And so it's about uh, not smoke and mirrors, but yeah. reality. Yeah. And there are ways today, in a good way, that the consumer can look and say, okay, does this person have the expertise that they claim? I had a one one time a, a newer agent when before we went independent that was telling everybody how they had been selling real estate since whatever year. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, I think our office manager said this person was brand new. And I was scratching my head. And so I went to this person who was not on part of the team. And I said, I'm sorry, I thought you were new. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you had been selling all these years. And he goes, well, I was licensed in another state in many years ago. 10 years ago, wow. but I didn't really sell. And I'm just scratching my head going, that is to me, that's not, that's not truthful. It's just, I mean, it technically it was true. Yeah. And yet it wasn't we what know the what consumer that is. It, It's a misrepresentation that, uh, you know, is in great territory as far as the law. And if somebody is starting out there, you know that the likelihood of them operating your best interest is Probably well, not where it needs to be. And they don't have the experience to get the results that the market demands today. We had uh, lunch as a team yesterday with Eric Cantelli, our, mm -hmm. our mortgage lender. And he was saying um, that somebody that had left and gone to a, a company, which we didn't even know the name of this company, had come back. And he was talking about this person realized 
that Academy offered so much more for their clients and had come back into Academy. And he said, you know, that company's really good for the easy deals. Like that company can, and it's very profitable model for the company owner, that mortgage company. He said, so 50% of the deals they can get through. What happens when it's the hard deal? Right. And that's when the expertise of True Group Real Estate, and I have to tell you, on the buy side, I feel they're all hard deals today. They take expertise in getting the properties, expertise in getting them closed. Uh, we just had a, a listing sell. We thought this person was very experienced. She actually, it was her first deal. And her client, I would say, was kind of the one who suffered for that mm. because we negotiated very strongly for our client. And so, you know, inspection, re-inspections, things that our clients, if they were our buyer and we were working with them, they would have, the repairs would have been made. Um, issues would have been done. And it's great because it was my client who was able to have that positive experience. And yet, you know, there is a value to experience and there is a value. Somebody has to be your learning curve. And look, I'm grateful for my very first clients because God knows I knew nothing in 1989 except work ethic. And so I'm thankful. Well, heck, that's more than a lot of these people that you described even have at this point. Yes, uh, work work ethic. And so, you know, we, we are here to... Uh, you know, I we all wear these bracelets that say committed, and it truly is what we aspire to every day is that there's nothing we won't say, there's nothing we won't do, and nothing we nowhere we won't go to help our clients achieve their goal. And then the thing I shouldn't have to say, but in this world we do, as long as it's legal and ethical, right? Um, there is absolutely nothing because our clients mean that much to us. I don't wear that one because if I did, people would be looking for the white jacket. <laughs> uh, the truths are ready to help you seven days a week. Again, 561-972-8326. 561-972-8326. And again, if you're not there, go right now to truerealestate911.com.